Hello folks, my name is Jesse Pruitt and this is the Light of Hope. You are listening to the Light of Hope podcast with Jesse Pruitt. And it has been a little bit since we have um, made a podcast, so bear with us. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, We're in a better place now to be able to do this and uh, um, details are not necessary, but I think it's been a few months since we've actually um, made a new a new episode so <clears throat> we've noticed that some have gone back and listened to some again we we do have activity we can tell that people are listening and waiting for um, our latest and thank you for being faithful and uh, we'll just leave that and get right straight into the scripture today thank you very much <clears throat> we're in John chapter 4 the last one we did um John chapter 3, of course, and this one is where we take up. We're going to split this into two parts, at least two parts. So part one of John chapter 4 today is entitled Christ, the water of life, as you would might imagine from John chapter 4. Now, when therefore Jesus, uh, the Lord knew that when therefore the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was uh, making and baptizing more disciples than John, and although Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were. He left Judea and parted again into Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. Now, <clears throat> the thought enters my mind here. Um, as J- uh, John the Baptist said, he must increase, talking about Christ. Uh, he must, because he's the forerunner of Christ, okay? So he must increase and I must decrease. That's what John the Baptist uh, said so that's what was happening here now it's just plain and simple that was what was taking place so christ in verse four had to pass through samaria um, it's pretty common knowledge with most people who uh, study the bible and are familiar with christianity the jews didn't have much to do with the samaritans that's kind of common knowledge with many maybe not with everyone um, so he came to a city of samaria called Sychar near the parcel ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, was sitting thus by the well, and it was about the sixth hour, about noon, high noon, you might say. And uh, there came a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples, now this is going to be part of our points today, his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food which was not an unusual thing or not an uncommon thing. But Christ had business there. And um, he wanted to talk to this woman. He knew what he was doing. This was not an accident. Nothing God does is an accident. So he he didn't just accidentally or happenstance, you know, pop by here and sit down here and, oh, there's somebody. No, he knew what he was doing. God planned this. Yeah, our lives are planned. He he plans our lives. He he wants to talk to people, and he makes it happen. And uh, uh, he wanted to speak to this woman because he wanted to address the needs in her life. Um, so he said, give me a drink. <clears throat> the woman said to him in verse 9, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink since I'm a Samaritan woman? And the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. So we're known by our dress. We're known by our our speech. She knew who he was, or at least where he came from. And he said to her in verse 10, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, 
you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And she said to him, Sir or Lord, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get the, that living water? You're not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us this well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? And Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall bring become in him a well of springing water up into eternal life. Now, they have some more discourse here. Um, <clears throat> and I usually would say in our study, we'd go verse so-and-so through verse so-and-so, but actually the points are going to be kind of inter interrelated, so... Um, probably both of these parts are going to cover all of the chapters. So we're just going to say John chapter four, as far as that's concerned. So let me get to, um, the points that we want to make here today. There are three things that I want you to notice in, in this study. Um, and I, and I stop here. <laughs> it's amazing how we're, we're, we're doing this particular episode and how much it relates to what's going on in uh, Christianity today. I, I was kind of taken back this morning when I was doing my devotion time, and, and I began to think about what we was going to do here. I've been wanting to do this. And um, it just kind of, I'm, I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is so appropriate. Um, we have three points here that we want to get to, and then the next episode we will cover the rest of the chapter and again they're going to kind of blend those verses are kind of going to kind of it's kind of a a mixed thing so we won't necessarily go verse so and so through verse so and so we're, we're going to be talking about the whole chapter so first of all we have the master who has a mission his mission first of all was to go here and meet this samaritan woman because he was concerned about her eternal soul the second we have a woman, a poor woman, with a need. We have a master with a mission and a woman with a need. She was a certain person, okay? She, she was a real individual, and she had a spe specific, a spiritual need. She needed the water of life. And the third thing, and I know I told you this in, in the previous uh episode where we left off that I had something really special that the Lord had kind of nudged my heart about that we're going to cover in this fourth chapter. And this is the part that the Lord just kind of showed me one day when I was reading this. It's nothing new. This is this is nothing new under the sun, but it just sometimes you see the, the someone had said not this didn't come originally from me. Uh that special revelation. Sometimes, you know, people get carried away with the revelation. Today is the day of illumination. The word has been given. the 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 word is, uh, as we've been studying from John chapter one, the word is Christ. He is the living word, and our Bible that we have today is the written word. So, the the revelation has been given, and that revelation finds its uh, culmination in Christ. He is the word. He is the, the ultimate revelation. So all this extra revelation stuff, you can just kind of take a lot of that with a grain of salt because what we have is his word. Now, you can get all excited in worship. We're going to talk about this, this in the second uh, portion, the second episode. 
you can get excited and worship. And I'm here, not here to try to tell anybody how to worship. I believe that we have the freedom, and I believe I believe in the freedom to worship as your conscience dictates uh, to you. But what I'm saying is, if and and that's the thing, we challenge one another. We should be able to do that without each other getting offended. I challenge people um, that that excitement. I, I love excitement, and I love getting all you know, fired up in worship and God touching my heart, but we need to be grounded enough in the scripture, in the word, so that that our worship doesn't become a seedbed for deception. Okay. That that's important. You know, we need to have the basis and the foundation of God's word. So just kind of understand that that's just kind of free stuff here. <clears throat> so what we have is Christ, the master with a mission. He is uh, the the water of life, and we have a poor woman with a need. And the third thing that I want you to notice here, and this is important to the point that I'm trying to make today, we have his disciples who didn't have a clue. Now, when you read this, you say, "Well, well wait a minute, preacher." <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, I'm I'm not dissing the disciples. Uh, as such, because I realize that they're just human beings and they're still in training. He's he's teaching them. He's mentoring them. And they have a lot to learn. And I'm not putting them down. But I'm saying at this point and in a few other points, a few other places, they, they, they didn't have a clue what was going on. They weren't tuned in to what he was doing. You notice they went, went away to go find food, which is not in and of itself a bad thing. I'm not saying that. But even when they returned, when he was talking to this woman, we find over in some of these other verses here, um, <clears throat> we find in um, verse 31, in the meanwhile, the disciples were requesting him, Rabbi, eat. They were more concerned about their bellies. <laughs> now, they were concerned about him. Lord, you need to eat something. And he said, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So that helps me understand that, and that's where it really came home to me that the disciples were concerned about their own welfare, their own belly, their own appetites, their own day, their own desires, their own wills and wishes, and they weren't really seeing the mission at hand that Christ uh, had planned from the beginning. Now, again, I'm not putting them completely down, but it's important that we understand that there was a there was a mission, and they weren't in on it. Where does that happen? How does that apply to today? We have a lot of stuff going on, and I don't want to I don't want to publicize all this stuff too much. But um, the Southern Baptist Convention, which I am a Southern Baptist, been one all my life. I tell people I was, I was a Southern Baptist nine months before I discovered America. Uh, my daddy was a pastor, and uh, I uh, I was born during the time that he was pastoring a Southern Baptist church. And, and my first, my first home, when I came home from the hospital, uh, as a newborn was a, a parsonage. Uh, and, and now that doesn't make me anything, but I mean, that's just, that's just how steeped in this, uh, this, this life that I am. Um, daddy was a pastor. Two of his brothers were, were Baptist pastors. And so, Getting around to the part about the Southern Baptist today, there's a lot of controversy going on. Uh, the largest denomination, you know, other than Catholics, uh, you might say the largest 
largest Protestant denomination. There's a lot of people that would argue with the Protestant part of that. But what I'm saying is this. There's too much in the news about infighting and arguing and plagiarism and all these different kinds of things. And and, and I realize a lot of these things have 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 grit we there's a lot of things that we need to stand up for and 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 stand on and trust me i i i get it but at the same time i can't help but wonder how much of this stuff is a distraction to get us away from our mission because right now as far as the world and you get boy if you get on social media and you start talking to some of these folks about <laughs> your opinion on this or that. I try to stay off there as much as I can because, man, you're talking about getting jumped on. It's like the piranhas come out and, boy, and they just take your leg off. Uh, I mean, it. I, I, I love pastors. Don't get me wrong. I love pastors. I love the, the ministers of God. I love uh, I appreciate what you do. Pastor, let me tell you something. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate the burden you carry. I appreciate your love for Christ and your love for your people. And, and I appreciate your passion for what you do. But I'm, I'm saying to this that we all need to kind of take a step back and go, am I missing the whole point here? Because uh, there have been a few that have said this and I've said it. And I mean, we're really sometimes missing the mission because we get caught up in the day by day. And that's kind of a, in, in some of the business classes I took in college, it's kind of the, kind of the description of a bureaucracy, bureaucracy, excuse me, I can't say the word today. A bureaucracy is when people get caught up in the day today, now and now stuff, and they lose sight of the mission that they were there to do the, in the beginning. So uh, sometimes I can't help but wonder if if we lose that and get distracted. Now, I'm not asking you to give up your passions. And I'm not asking you to abandon your principles. No, sir. I'm simply saying sometimes <laughs> some of this stuff can be kind of tabled, pushed to the back burner for the moment. And if you have a brother that's that you believe is a Christian, you know, and you believe they love Jesus Christ, though they're going to differ a little bit in opinions. Sometimes we need to back away and go, look, you believe this, you and I'll believe this, and, and, and let's just, you know, let's go forward. My daddy used to have an expression, and he would say, it's okay to disagree, but you don't have to be disagreeable about it. And I've tried to hang on to that, and I think sometimes that's what's taking place. Now, that wasn't exactly specifically what was going on with these uh with these men here but they were distracted and that is the point in and of itself they were thinking about food they were thinking about the day by day and jesus said to them in verse um 33 disciples were saying well there, nobody brought him anything to eat did they what, what what's going on here see they were they were clueless they didn't have a clue what was going on he had been talking to this woman about the water of life and he was talking to her about worship and we're going to cover that next time he was talking to her about her life and her heart and he had a mission and he was in he was there to see her come to salvation and the disciples in verse 33 
well, nobody brought him any food, did he? We we're worried about him eating, you know. So they're worried about their belly. And he said, do you not say in verse 35, there are yet four months and then comes harvest? I mean, do you not know when harvest is coming? Can't you see the signs of harvest about to come to pass? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. They're white for harvest. My friends, and I'm going to end right there because I'm going to run out of time. Um, but I think we need to back up <laughs> and look at the fields that are white unto harvest. There are a lot of people needing to hear the word of God. Yes, they do. They need to hear Christ. They need, there's a time for us to sit down and have discussions. You know, about our differences. We need to be talking about our differences. We need to talk about our agreements. But at the same time, my friend, there's a job to be done. There's a harvest out there. There are people that need to hear about Jesus Christ. And we're here talking about the difference between Calvinism and Armenianism. And just, you know, those things are important. Trust me. If it's in the Bible, it's important. But, you know, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, as someone said, is kind of a waste of time at the time. And, and, and I wrote in one of my books that, you know, if we spend all of our time arguing about who's going to get in which life, lifeboat after the ship has sunk, you know, what difference does it make? Get people out of the water. They're freezing. They're cold. They, they need salvation. Get them in the lifeboat. Then we'll be concerned about which church they go to. I don't care if you go to a different church. If you come to Christ and you want to go down the road to a different church, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to work for the kingdom here. And if you want to come to our church, then fine. I'll do my best to help you. Let's, we need to get our eyes on the mission and quit being distracted because I'm afraid, my friends, we're a, a lot of us are like that. We don't have a clue. He had a mission. That woman had a need. This world has a need. People need Jesus Christ. And too many don't have a clue. Until next time, won't be very long. Until next time, I'm Jesse Pruitt. You've been listening to The Light of Hope.